I am Alon Ben-Meir and welcome to On the Issues. My guest today is Alon Lyle, a former Israeli diplomat who has served in the Israeli Foreign Ministry in a variety of roles, including head of the mission in Turkey. You can find his full bio on the page for this episode. My conversation with Alon Lyle took place in Israel during my last visit about two weeks ago. What, what happened in Israel was uh, not, uh, in the last 20-30 years, was not uh, a normal political change uh, from one party to another. It was an uh, ideological upheaval, uh-huh. an ideological upheaval. Politicians of today, especially this coalition, what we call often the right-right coalition, yeah. uh, is erasing the previous ideology of, of previous coalitions, of previous parties. It's not uh, complementary ideologies. It's, uh, in, in many senses, contradictory yeah. ideologies. So, so if we look at the politics of today, uh, the coalition of today, the opposition of today, of today, the ideological battle has been decided. Of course, there can be changes in the future, but so far, ideologically, the right wing won. Is in con- pretty much in control of the ideological discourse. Is that uh, what uh, you're saying? The ideological discourse. I mean, mostly the. Foreign affairs and security regarding yeah. Israel in the Middle East, not only yeah. Israel and the Palestinians. Yes, yeah. Israel and the Middle East, especially Israel and the Palestinians. Yeah. The religious secular discourse, the, to the point that even a very, very open minded politician who is now our president speaks on four tribes. Four tribes. Uh, and the division, you know, this is uh, no, no. Tell me though. Uh, one is the ultra orthodox. Yeah. The alt- orthodox, the Masorti. Yeah. The Arabs and the secular. And he, when you look demographically, his concept is that in about ten, maybe fifteen years, these four tribes will be equal in size. Each one of them about a quarter of the population. So, in fact, the ideology that was Ashkenazi secular dominated and directed has been shrunk to a tribe. We are a tribe. I'm Ashkenazi and I'm secular. I'm a member of a tribe that is now close to 40%, but is shrinking very fast. Very fast. Why, why do you think it's shrinking? It's shrinking, first of all, demographically. Uh-huh. Demographically. The, the religious, especially ultra-religious... Of course, natural growth, you mean? And also, here and there, also people living. But mostly demographically, and also ideologically. More and more people, the, the, the alternative ideology, especially the religious people, are more aggressive and more yeah. assertive in their approach than are we. That's right. We are not yeah. preaching for secularism yeah. as yeah. they preach yeah. for their... So, 
All the trends show that we have shrunk to a size of a tribe. And, and um, we are but, just giving but where the right of center? Where the right of center that secular sit yeah. in, these, in these categories? Yeah, okay. I gave these four tribes only as an anecdote, as an example. Yeah. What happens? Look also at polls. If you ask Israelis, where do you place yourself? Right, center, left. You would see a result of about 50% would say right. 35% would say center. And less than 50%, sometimes less than 10%, would say left. This is the balance of power. Now, every politician entering politics or many years in politics, he needs votes. He needs votes. He takes uh, advisors, most of them American advisors, and he asks them, what should I do in order to come to power? And the guy tells him, move to the right. Move to the right. The votes are there. And he's correct. This is the situation. So, so the. But well, what you're saying, move. What shall I do in order to get to power? That, then, I, as if you're saying, don't they have a platform to run on? There's no they platform. Have, they have. And what's the platform? With their platform, they cannot get to power. For instance, take the issue of two states with Jerusalem capital of both. You cannot get more than 5% of the Jewish vote for this, with Jerusalem divided. You cannot, so you will remove it from your platform. In order to, to have the platform giving you more chance to win. So, if we go now to practical life, current life, the present, take the two leaders of the center, center left, they change the platform to a center-right platform. You're talking about Zion Union and Ashati. Lapid and Gaba. Yeah. They are in a race. Who will run righter faster? Who will run faster to the right? They compete. They compete with each other. And when I speak, running right is not only for the first security. I'm speaking also on religious matters. And, and most of the supporters of the right wing are Mizrahi. So Labour elected a Mizrahi guy to give a more chance. By the way, the two front runners were Mizrahi. Yeah, Amir, I met yeah, Amir, Amir, Amir yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't blame them. They're politicians. They want to lead. They want to lead. They entered politics in order to have an impact. So they, in order to receive votes, they run after the right. But, now, but alone impact toward toward what end? That's what I'm. Yeah. I mean, you want to run? You want to become prime minister? What is your agenda? What do you just to run in order to come to power? Don't they have? Again, I want to go back to the issue of what is their objective? There is a there is a problem Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Yeah. Do they they don't want to address that, or they don't no. want to leave it alone until they come no. to power then address it? I will answer in two parts. The recent politicians, the two one that we are speaking about, Lapid and Gabay, they are new to politics. They, they were never politicians. Gabay, Gabay uh, was never in his life in parliament. Never in his life. 
One day, uh, a member of parliament. Yeah, he joined politics about five years ago, so he already is. But there are new, new politicians. So I can answer regarding the two old ones, uh, Rabin and Barak, and the two new ones, Lapid and Gabbard. Let's take uh, Rabin and Barak. Rabin and Barak were public in the public eye all their life, in uniform and yes, politicians. Yeah. You knew what they wanted. You knew what they wanted. They had a lot of respect to party politics, to party platform. It was a democratic party. And you knew what you, have, what you get. You knew what you get. And although they posed to the right wing of the party in order to capture power, and they did. And they captured power. Once they captured power, they went back to their original platform yeah. and paid the prices for it. Paid the prices. Rabin paid the ultimate price. But Rabin and, uh, but Gabay and Lapid, who are the new leaders of the so-called center-left, they don't have any respect to party politics. They are, they are the politics. There is no... Uh, primaries in Yashatid. He is putting up the list. He is, he is the party. He is, there was never a, a, an ideological vote, discussion. He is deciding everything. Gabai comes from such a party, Kulanu, where there was one guy deciding. Now he came to a party with a lot of tradition, but he already says, let me do what I need to do. I will appoint the people on the list and in prominent places. He already is. So these two guys, especially with Gabai, I really don't know what he was. Uh -huh. I really don't know. He came, he, he, he was uh, Likud, he said he voted Likud in the past. He was in a party of headed by an ex-Likud guy. And he switched to labor. You ask me what he really wants, I don't know. Lapid, I think, is a two-stater. I think in the, in, during the years that he realized that the public is not there, he forgot about it. So I don't know, I cannot tell you what they really, really want or what their platform, because the platform is them. They can do with this platform whatever they want, whatever. They are, both, Lapid is a one-person show, and, and Gabai is a leader that wants to implement the one-person show on a party with a lot of tradition. Let's see how it will work. So for these two guys, it is much easier personally to make this jump to the right, even to the religious. You know where Lapid, which home Lapid comes from. His father was leading a secular party. Yeah. And Lapid now is going with the Talit and the, uh, to the... So, so in, in, many, in many ways, it's American politics. You go to the voter, you poll the voter, you see what the voters want, and you tell them what they want. In many ways. And um, so... But and here, what they want to hear is uh, what the Likud is telling them, what Bennett is telling them, and not what Labour Party used to tell them. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. Also, 
they don't like this secular approach that, that religion is a burden on, a, on, a, on the country, on running the country efficiently. So this, this what I call right-wing package has the upper end, has the upper end. So the question is not if Netanyahu will go or not. The question is, can the previous ideology again replace the new ideology? And for this, the chance is very slim, very slim. Because the, every, every poll you go on content shows it to you. Not on parties, on content, because when you go on parties, uh, corruption is now a major issue. But when you go on content, uh, a Palestinian state based on 67, uh, the division of Jerusalem, uh, issues like uh, refugees returning, or uh, you you see where you stand. Now, to go to go a little bit deeper. In addition to the ideological battle, and as a result of it, about 20, close to 20 uh, of the members of parliament are out of the out of the security and foreign affairs game. The Meshutefet, the Arab list, the joint list, and Meretz. And Meretz. And Meretz. Yeah. Together they have 18. They are not uh, players. They are not players to the point that some of the politicians, including Lapid and Gabay, do not consider uh, including the Meshutefet in the coalition. So, in fact, you work on the Jewish public, you don't work on the Israeli public. The, the, the Israeli, only the Jews are relevant when it comes to uh, the coalition game. To real party politics, only the Jews are relevant. Yeah. Uh, that you will have 13, and you will have more Arabs in other parties. You will have, let's say, 15 Arabs, but the Knesset has one, uh, 105, and the game is on the Jewish, on the Jewish vote, this not is on the Israeli. The by, I mean, no, not uh, in the, not well. In the I mean, I, was there ever a government sure. that included the Palestinian in R- R- in, in high positions? R- Rabin. I know Rabin's there was deputy prime minister. No, no, no. Rabin's government was based on the Arab vote. The coalition was support. Uh, he, he, first of all, there were ministers, Arab ministers, <coughs> in Labour. Who, who in was the, it? Because I don't uh, remember. There was Salah Tarif. Asha, yeah. Uh, um, there were more. There were more. Uh, the guy. Uh, there were more. Okay. Not only Druze. Not only yeah, Druze. Yeah. By the way, there, there is a Druze minister now too in the Likud. Uh-huh. But they were Muslim also. They were Muslim minister and, foreign, and deputy. But the Rabin never said I will not include them in my coalition. He included them, in fact, in the coalition because we, he couldn't have a majority without the Arabs. Yes, yes. Now, Lapid and Gabay, I think, both said we will not have a coalition that will be dependent on the Arab vote. We will not. It's part of this ideological change. Yeah. So, so in fact, a pe- person like me, who, who, yeah. who always believed in the two states and uh, preached for it, 
Uh, I don't know if it's still possible. But for me, the important thing is not that I'll have personal friends running the country. For me, it's what will they do after they win? Mm -hmm. And from what I see, there is no possibility for a, a center-left party to rule the country without right-wing components in the coalition. And what once the party is not, like in America, the leader, it's the coalition agreement. And in the coalition agreement, as long as we don't come back inside the coalition agreement to the two states as a target, we have one state. The two states, when I speak on this ideological upheaval, until this coalition, and maybe the previous one, the two states was in the coalition agreement. Now it's not. It's not. So I need not another prime minister, not Gabay or Lapid. I need a coalition agreement that will aim at two states. And I don't know if it's possible anymore. I don't know. If, if, because even if Gabay or Lapid win, I don't think the other coalition partners uh, by QD, uh, Lieberman, how about Kulano, Merit, of course, and uh, yeah. one of the religious parties still don't believe, you know. They are not I, don't, I don't see a possibility unless there'll be a major victory to the center left, a big surprise. I don't see a possibility that the two states will be reinstalled in the coalition agreement. This is, let's say, my goal. My so. Uh, so what are you working toward if you are ruling no, this out? Uh, you see, the thing that Israel is very sensitive to is the international scene, the international pressures, uh, and here I come to a new, a new thing to analyze the situation regarding Israel and the world has changed dramatically, dramatically. Mm -hmm. Israel of today doesn't face serious pressures to go back to the peace talks uh, for the two-state solution. And, when, and you know the world. I'm not speaking only of Trump. And this affected the world. But Europe has its troubles. China, India, Japan are not interested at all. Africa, Netanyahu, I think, is now in Africa. The Israel has become strong and important to many countries because of security, because of intelligence, because of economics. And it is very difficult for countries to bilaterally confront Israel. Very difficult. And they don't. And they don't. In addition, we have Egypt and Jordan with ambassadors here. And everyone that is criticizing us in Denmark or Finland, Netanyahu tells him, who are you? We, are, we have the Egyptians and the Jordanians uh, as allies. So you know better than them. So, so the, the, the international scene has come to the point that it doesn't put pressure on Israel. It, it is not uh, enhancing and actively working for a Palestinian state anymore. 
the exception, the huge exception, which was kind of a miracle, was 2334 in December 2016. This resolution, because this was the uh, creation of Obama just before he left, and this was overwhelming. It was 14 with one abstaining, and it was a blow, a major blow to Netanyahu, a shock to Netanyahu. He, you know, now we see how much he tried to prevent it, including for what the media said, the Trump people. But take 2017, since Obama, uh, Trump entered the White House, nothing. A victory after a victory to Netanyahu. So the, the world is not a factor anymore. And as long as the trends are that Israel is getting stronger and the Arab world is getting weaker uh, in relative terms, with what, what happened in Syria and Libya and Yemen and, and Iraq, and, and, the, and the battle between Israel and the Arab world looks to part of the world as a battle between uh, democracy and, uh, and uh, radical Islam. Uh, Israel doesn't have uh, pressure. So, to sum it up, from the inside, the majority is supporting the right-wing coalition. Uh, settlers are, are having more and more impact. Yeah. The more, more settlements and so on. They are more involved in politics and very difficult to go against the settlers if you want uh, to come to power. And in addition, the world is becoming different. Unlike Take even the Obama time. There were pressures all the time to go back to the negotiating. There were negotiations with Kerry for, for about three years. And after they fought, there was an attempt to renew them. And now, now there is a kind of a fake thing going on, kind of to renew negotiations. But we know it's a joke. It's a we joke. Know, I know we, know. we know. We know. We know. So, so... Really, to sum up in one line, we have a, a polit political circumstances according to which the right-wing ideology has won the internal battle, and in fact, also the international battle. A lot of the countries in the world, especially Europe, moving to the right. Netanyahu is, is a neocon, is, is a, one of the architects of this move, international move to the right. A lot of the new prime minister from the right wing admire him. He is 20 years around. He's one of the most um, well-known politicians uh, in the world regarding at least name recognition. And, uh, and uh, this is the situation. This is the situation uh, internally and externally. But you direct me with your question. What you know, you I'm, well, then, then uh, you are painting, of course, an extremely gloomy picture. And if this were the case, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Should we give uh, up? No, no. Uh, I mean, yeah. let me put it uh, this uh, way. Yeah. Do, do you think if this current situation continues, yeah. don't you think that in the end this is going to damage Israel in a very I'm serious sure. way? I'm sure, I'm sure. Okay, I'm what, sure. Would, what would it bring you know, that? You are meeting with a person who is very worried, of course. Okay, what would it bring this about? Yeah, that okay. is going to impact on Israel adversely. Yeah, I'll divide it to two, two different aspects. One, 
what could be still done to put pressure on Israel? I think mostly the international organizations. International organizations. Mostly the UN. Very difficult now because you have Trump and you have um, Haley and um, the Americans are uh, invest, uh, donating, I don't know, a lot of money to the UN. But in the UN, countries behave differently than they behave bilaterally. You can have a country that will invite Netanyahu and the brother and hug and kiss, but would still vote against him in the UN. So the, the international arena is the place to work because when it comes to a vote, not a secret vote, not an open vote, when, when Netanyahu see, sees how countries are voting, to a secret ballot, most of the world still thinks there should be two states. There is almost an international consensus. Mm -hmm. but, but when the balance of power is that Israel is here up and the Palestinians are down because the, Mike doesn't see what I'm doing, nobody, nobody wants to lose Israel. And nobody cares about losing the Palestinians. But in the international arena, if you count the voices uh, on the marriage uh, secretly for Palestinians, say there is a majority. So yeah. it could be the, mostly the UN, the UN. I would say 10 years ago, I would say also EU. But this is also impossible because Israel has developed very intimate relations with Eastern Europe, with Greece, with Cyprus, with Romania, with Bulgaria. And they can almost neutralize any initiative uh, in, the, in the EU today. So I say mostly UN and other international organizations. Such as? All of them. Take an example now, FIFA. Or this. Although Israel is working there very efficiently and uh, Netanyahu picks up the phone to the president of FIFA or the president of UFA, the European Federation, and it has its impact. But, but if, if you would end up with a secret vote, the FIFA, for instance, did not allow a secret vote because they were worried on the, of the result. Uh, even, even international organizations are sometimes afraid to confront Israel because Israel today is Israel plus the United States. Yeah. And so, so one thing is the UN and international public opinion. International public opinion, the liberal part of the democratic world, when it shouts, it shouts, it shouts. Another thing is, in fact, to use the only success the, the, these two state forces had in the last maybe decade, which is 2334, and implement 2334. And this is again UN. Although the UN calls countries to implement 2334, but countries will not do it. Countries are afraid of it. So, so in a way, implementation of 2334, a more a clear, radical reports, yeah, there is a report every three months, but it doesn't touch the issue of the territories at all. I look at the reports. So UN through 2338 
or liberal international public opinion, liberal media, and so on. This is one thing. The other way, which looks happening, is to give up on the two states, to give up on the two states, and to go the other democratic way, to go to the one state on the condition it's fully democratic. And but that's not going to happen. Huh? But that's Israel will never accept that. I don't know. I don't Israel know. I tell you, I'll tell you, it depends on the world. It depends on the world. Because, because the world gave up on the two states in practical terms. Now, take again our president, who is a very symbolic figure, but important. He is a very liberal guy, but a foreign affairs security extreme right. He's a one-stater, but because he's liberal, he said one state, everybody gets citizenship. Which means Israel will be ruled by the Palestinians in less than 10 years, if it's true democracy. Yeah, but, but you know, uh, the Israelis have the feeling, and I think they are correct, that with the money and the power and the control on the military uh, resources in the region, they will be able still to run the country, even even if they give uh, even the Even if there is a prime minister Palestinian? How can anyone dispute the, the demographic factor? No, you, you, you can, first of all, look, look at the demographic figures. If Gaza doesn't count these days, from, from, in fact, Israel will be very happy with a two-state solution when Gaza is the Palestinian state. And they, in, in a way, they have it. They, they, are not, they are not being included in this deal. So the guys who are kind of included, if you go to a democratic one state, are the West Bank people. We today have uh, six and a half million Jews and 1.25 million Arabs inside, two and a half Palestinian. So it will be about in the seven to four and a half. Still a clear majority to the Jews. For how and long? Here, even even no, these no, are the numbers no, are no, right. Now even I mean, here, even here, demography is not inside Israel, for instance. There is no difference between Jews and Arabs in demography. The Arabs, the Arab community has modernized. I went back to families of twelve kids in the in the ultra-orthodox families. Ultra-orthodox part of the population is growing. So, so this demographic threat is not really a threat anymore. But, but even seven to five, seven million Jews to five million Arab Palestinians, it's not a Jewish state. Cannot be defined as a Jewish state. This may I be don't think Israelis, by the way, a lot of right-wingers offer this today, like Arendt and others. Offer, give them citizenship. If you ask me what is more feasible or uh, what does have a bigger chance of Israel doing voluntarily, the one state has more chance. 
even the democratic ones do, the so-called democratic. But that's they the point. They will find a way, for instance, they will find a way that Arabs in the one state, even if it will be citizens, will not go to the army. They what? Will not serve in the army. They will say they have relatives in Jordan, they have relatives in Egypt. Yeah, but then yeah. Yeah, this is not a democracy, and that's not going to work. Huh? I mean, this is this is a look. This is a scheme. This is not a plan. Two states is a plan. Well, at least there is a, there is a clear uh, understanding what two states represent. No. Well, no understand. Well, look at this leak now to the New York Times of what Trump is preparing with the Saudis. This is two states. You saw it? That's, that's going to go as far as the door. <laughs> okay, but, well, the, but the alternative is not the, here. I know, but uh, let's here. talk about in terms of real, realism here. I'm what the Trump is doing is worth zero, nothing. Nothing will come out of it. You know it and I know it. Of course. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, but I'm, I'm and, and also in terms of demographics, my, my, the, the statistically, Statistically, they are, I understand there are 1,800,000 Palestinians in Israel, not 1 million two now. And more than no, 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 3, no, no, 3 million in the West Bank. Anyway, no. we can differ about the numbers. No, in, inside Israel, figures are accurate. You, you, you can ask where you place the East Jerusalemites. But uh, because they are inhabitants and not citizens yes yeah, yeah. but anyway yeah. The, the the thing is there is in my view anyway we can argue about that that if you can have one state it cannot be democratic it just won't happen when you say you yourself say, well somehow because of money we can control the military somehow because of i'm this. not saying i'm saying what they say this is they not say, my view okay but then 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 we have we have to discount the one state solution why? That's what, you know, because it, it's not a practical in the sense that unless it is a true democracy, in which case Israel will be in jeopardy. Not maybe not this year, maybe not in ten years, but certainly in twenty years, if it's true democracy. And and those who want to maintain Jewish home, Jewish state, are not going to allow this to happen. The Benetton is like, and the Lieberman is like, and, the and they will enable two states. They, they may not. They, will, they are not. They may, that's even worse. But yeah. the one state for them, it's even worse. What they want to have is they cake and eat it. What they want to have is Israel democracy, sort of, and then control the Palestinian sort of cantons and, and, and control it as long as they maintain military superiority. And exactly what you said, as long as there's no international pressure on Israel to change its ways. So that's, yeah. And I understand they, can, they feel they can sustain the situation. For another 50 years, 40 years, 50 this years. Situation. Yeah, the status quo. And moreover, the Arab states now are more concerned with Iran, especially the Gulf and all of that, far more concerned with Iran. They see more eye to eye than they see eye with the, with the Palestinians. The Palestinians are put in the back burner because the, the Israel for them is the foremost power and Israel is the country that can confront Iran and Iran will be terrified of Israel, not from Saudi Arabia. And the calculation is that Israel is sitting on a very high horse and has the American support. The Arab world is swinging toward Israel because they feel Israel is needed more than, any, more than the Palestinians. Egypt is working very closely with Israel. Jordan is working very closely with Israel. 
But surely they will not make peace with Israel as long as the Palestinian question is not resolved. They, I mean, like the other countries, and not other than Jesus, Egypt and Jordan, the Gulf state. But you know and I know they're fully cooperating with Israel and just about on everything, especially intelligence. I'm told even Israel is selling them arms. So even if that's, if that's not the case, but it's definitely strategic cooperation. Yeah. And that's almost everyone who knows so that. So what? Which means, which means the, currently there is no pressure on Israel to change. Well, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, and I agree with internationally you Internationally and domestically. Oh. The question is, is it sustainable? Yeah, okay. That's, that's no, what I want to know. Yeah. Is this sustainable? So far, very sustainable. For how long? That's my question. Okay, how long is that? So far, I said. Yeah. Now, now, look. Let's take the two states and one state. The alternative that I can live with. I live here with my families, grandchildren, everybody. I have no relative abroad or close relative. The alternatives is me as a secular Jew are two alternatives, two viable states and one the all one demo, fully democratic state. These are the alternatives. I can live two states, I'll be very happy. One democratic state I will not be maybe very happy, but if it's fully democratic, I can live with it. The in the middle we have the situation now. That's right. One non democratic state. That's right. We have now one non-democratic state. In order for this not to be sustainable, you have to attack it from one of the directions. Or the world says two states, or the world says one person, one vote. But we don't have this attack and we don't have this attack. Well, so it's fully sustainable now. For how fully, long? Forever. Be I, why? I why? Because I'll tell you. Because you are assuming, you no, are assuming no. that if, the Palestinians will be sitting on their hands. Forever was not there. If we have the ingredients, you need to bake a cake and you have ingredients. Yes. With the ingredients you give me now, I agree. It's possible. I agree. If you give me other ingredients, another president in the United States, EU settling things together and having real leaders. Uh, China suddenly interested. Give me other ingredients. Is, I'll make another but, cake. But, an but, 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 or unless we get the Mandela, not a Gabai, to lead the Israeli center-left. With the contemporary ingredients, it can go on because, I told you, voluntarily, voluntarily, there are not enough people like me in Israel, not even close to being a majority, not even close to being a fifth of the no, population. No, I agree. So from the inside, you, yeah. it will not come voluntarily. From the outside, I don't see it coming. Also, the outside world has to decide. If you want to put the pressure on the two states or, the, or to put the pressure on the democratic state. By the way, listen very carefully in the last two months to Abu Mazen. And he says, I don't care. I know. Or two I know. states or one democratic state. Yeah. But somehow, somehow, the the inside picture is very much affected by the outside. If I, Israeli I, says I, to me, a normal Israeli, go here to the restaurant, why are you, nobody in the world cares, why do you care? Why are you uh, okay, a self-hating Jew? 
Why, why, why do you care when nobody in the world cares? Yeah. Let us do. Of course, this argument yeah. is, is, you know, is yeah. happening. You know, but yeah. let me just tell you another yeah. element that cannot be forgotten. This, this, this condition could, today, the status quo could be probably sustained for much longer had Israel treated the Palestinian today in the territories in a humane way. What Israel, in my view, is doing is, 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 is preparing the ground for one form of uprising. I think it's a question of time. That is, as long as the Palestinians are treated like animals, with all the restrictions, with all the abuse, with all the demolition, with all the uprooting, Israel is actually moving away, completely away from one state, wants to continue to sustain the current situation. And that is not totally in Israel's control. You might be correct. In other words, you say, if you'll be more polite to the Palestinians, you can have this situation forever. No, no well, it, you can prolong it. You can pro pro prolong it. The feeling of forever. the Israelis is, first of all, we are too polite to them. Well, yeah. But they don't we are too polite to them. They won't accept. They don't, the yeah. Palestinians uh, don't feel this yeah. way. The question what, that you're raising now is if, and here you might know more than me, and uh, if the Palestinians have enough energies for another intifada or to give a real fight internationally. From what I see, I meet some of them from time to time, they go through the process that the Israeli society is going through. Less and less of them believe in a possibility of two states. And, and uh, you have the feeling that they are very tired. Oh, they exhausted. are sick and tired yeah, of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are sick and tired so of it. The, at least I think there is no feeling in Israel, and of course we can be wrong as everybody is wrong from that uh, another intifada is around the corner. Not a, an, a violent intifada and not a diplomatic intifada. The feeling is that we are strong enough to prevent it in any type of scenario. In any type of scenario. Through our intelligence, through our money, through our uh, military abilities, through our uh, economic sophistication. And, and the average Israeli is not afraid of it at all, at the moment, at the moment. It's not a question not, of the Israeli, but like you said, if there is such a movement from within the Palestinian community, which is, will be supported by the international community, albeit indirectly, it will have serious effect on Israeli. If thinking. violent? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If, but there is no. Well, look at the last. Look, look at that. the last uh, ten years, fifteen years. I mean, I, for example, I've been at telling the Palestinian move into massive. Of course, they need organization. They don't have that organization. But will they be able to organize through, say, civil uh, disobedience on mass? Doesn't look like it. Well, not now. But this is what they are starting to think in terms. I mean, just had a group in, in Brussels meeting Palestinians. I don't argue. If yeah, it comes, it will be a factor. Yeah. They say we, we don't get, see it coming. No, not now. Not maybe next year. Not in two years. But they are also saying we know we cannot confront Israel militarily in through violence, but we we need to use our other tools. And the other tools could be en masse, you know, like um, you know. Non-violent. Non-violent, non yeah. 
uh, civil disobedience, I'm sorry. Uh, women by the tender thousands going out and sitting on, on the roads to the settlements to attract the, interna the attention of the international community. The, the feeling is that even diplomatically, <coughs> they cannot beat Israel. But on the mass, on the mass activities, we had an example in Jerusalem, yeah. very, but they don't continue. They don't continue. Well, again, you know, again, it's, it's, uh, Something is percolating, that is my sense. Maybe, maybe. Look, I, I I'm percolate. not arguing, I yeah. don't know, I don't know if, if a major thing will happen, it will affect, it can affect even massively. Yeah, yeah. So I told you, when it's not among the ingredients, the ingredients I cannot, yeah, I cannot The ingredients bake. are right I, here, but, but right now, not together, but they are scattered all over. Maybe. Look, I, I, uh, what I don't know, I cannot tell. I. At the moment, I, I cannot base no, my no, scenario on it because I, I don't see it in the pipeline. Look, for instance, that. if you will tell me that uh, Baguti will be released, and a guy like Baguti can really uh, arrange this rapprochement between Fatah and Hamas, and you'll show me a leader like Baguti, you'll show me a rapprochement you, you maybe I'll speak differently, you see. But, but that's exactly this is a final point. That means we are we are. I accept your arguments. On the whole, I really do at yeah. this at this juncture. But we you need to also leave room to the to the unknown. There are many elements that are unknown, which is on the periphery. Well, and well. that is that is you know there is an element. For example, the EU feel members of the EU, some of the leading countries of the EU feel, that they are, they are affected by what's going on in the Middle East. They suffer from the turmoil in the Middle East, more so than the Americans by far. Yeah. And for good reason, we know that is to be the case. So they, they, they feel that, that something has to go. They're talking about taking more serious measures. They don't do anything. But that, that nothing, not now, nothing. not until now, no. I'm saying there are certain elements in play that have not yet manifested themselves into real action. And I personally don't we, take we, the status we, quo for granted. Excuse me, we wait for them to manifest yeah. themselves. If, if they will manifest themselves, these yeah, different yeah, diplomatic, yeah. non-violent, all these elements, I will say different things. At I know, moment, I know. You are describing moment. very well the current situation, yeah. and I accept that. Yeah. All I'm saying is there is room left for Many of the elements still, this is a gathering storm, as I see it, there's a gathering storm. Whether this storm is going to happen in a year or two or three, the one-state one solution, to my view, is totally not viable. Because okay. it, that, means, that means the end of the Zionist dream, completely. Yeah. That's the end of what we call a Jewish state for the Jews. The first thing that, I, that Netanyahu, maybe this is a political ploy, the first thing that he's demanding from Abbas, you have to recognize Israel as a Jewish state. I mean, you know, so, so, so we're not there. We're talking about one-state solution. We're way far from that from happening. I'm just describing the realities. Yeah. No, just I know. describing I the realities. That. And I think that by now, by now, uh, especially with the uh, ruling parties, you have much more support for one state than for two states. 
I'm, I'm not yeah, speaking because, uh, much more under their formula. Huh? It is not under under full democratic form of government. And there are no circumstances. No, no, no. I didn't the, say yeah. democratic. Yeah, okay. But there is much more support yeah, for uh, one state and the state no, yeah, provided among rule, the yeah. rulers, among yeah. the parties, yeah. and the coalition ruling Israel. As that, not that, among the opposition. That's it. That's it. But that's not going to happen. That's going to happen. But anyway, I'm really grateful to you. Because uh-huh, what you have raised are very important issues. I mean it. This is what they need to hear outside. Look, the whole disappointment is that uh, the world has changed. The world it has become still, yeah. much more selfish. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and the leaders, the leaders we used to have 20, 30 years ago, many of them ideological leaders, the leaders have become managers of the countries, That's not right. ideological leaders. That's right. They That's are right. afraid on... Uh, security and unemployment, and, and they are yeah, technical yeah. leaders. It's yeah. not, yeah. and we don't have uh, ideologists anymore that can fight for human rights in another place. Yeah. So, so when we need, and now when we need them, of course, of course, yeah. they are they are not there. So anyway, thank you so much. We will conclude with this. Now we can have some meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode on the issues. You can find this podcast on my SoundCloud page and stay tuned to my social media accounts for the latest analysis and announcements.